Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. I need to make this kind of quick because I'm getting picked up in an hour. Um, and I'm, I need to eat too before I go. Anyways, um, so it sounds to me like Junior is trying to kick again. Um, he said he's hasn't left his room for the second day and you know, I guess that's good. I mean, I don't know. I would say, do you have a plan? Because if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. But I don't want to be critical or anything. But realistically, how many times do you want to just keep doing that same thing of just, you know, kicking, then getting on Suboxone for a few days, then going back and using, and then going alternate, alter, alter, al, ugh, alternating, so, uh, just going back and forth, like doing Suboxone a couple days, then doing heroin, and then, you know, whatever, I mean, that's his business, however he wants to do it, just, I mean, it sounds like, miserable and I just I've been there I've done that many 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 times except for I did it with uh uh opiate pills like Norcos or whatever you know I would get a script I'd take them way too sooner than I was supposed to and then I would get on Suboxone and uh, maintain until I could get another script and just do that back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, it gets old really quick. (laughs) Um, it's just another form of totally being in bondage and it's toward the end of the month. So he probably has no money. And so, you know, um, what a perfect time to stop until uh he gets his money at the first second the first of the month the second i think um yeah and then the same thing will happen all over again <laughs> so um so i i mean i don't want to say this but like part of me is just like okay, why are you telling me this? Like, do you want, what do you want, a biscuit? I mean, not to sound so cold, but I'm just like, why even bother telling me? I mean, in a way, okay, I don't know. Should I give him a pat on the back or just say, oh, well, that's really good. I'm glad for you. But, I mean, this is what he's done for months years I don't know how long I mean since I've hung out with him since just since beginning of December it's just back and forth back and forth back and forth you know so I don't know exactly why he's letting me know this again um maybe because of what I told him that I'm not gonna, you know, sit around waiting forever, but, um, and there's part of me, and I hope he, uh, he told me before that he stopped listening, because 
uh, to the podcast because it pissed him off. But, um, you know, and it's not because (sighs) I'm expecting him to fail. I mean, I want to think of the best and, and, you know, be encouraging. But if you don't have a plan, I don't know how a person could expect to succeed. So I'm not being negative. I'm just being realistic. And, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to put him down. It's just, I don't know what he expects from me because, and maybe he expects nothing, you know, just letting me know. But, um, I asked, uh, cause we're still just emailing and I said, that's good, but do you have a plan? And then he says, babe, I don't have anybody. No one calls me and I don't have a job, but I know God's with me. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nice. I mean, yeah, I'm sure God's with you, too. Uh, that's spiritual. Like, <laughs> um, how is he with you? Like, it's just like a, to me, it's just like religious, you know, something to say. But, um, jargon or how whatever that word is but yeah so I said uh you don't have anyone who calls you dot 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 but do you go anywhere to meet the right kind of people a man that has friends must show himself friendly proverbs 21 I mean I'm sorry proverbs 18 verse 24a Have you gone to get your social security card yet? Because he's been saying for months that he was going to go get a social security card so he could get a job, but I have a feeling he probably hasn't. But, um, and I said, I've seen some help wanted signs. I saw one today and I've seen some in places like Starbucks or, you know, restaurants, whatever. And they pay like 17 bucks an hour, but, um, My friend Heather, she came to church again this morning, which was awesome. I was really glad that she came. I saw her at the clinic. And then um, she said she needs a job also, but, you know, needing and really wanting to get a job are two different things. (laughs) Because, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who need jobs, and I'm sure you know, it's just, do you really want it, or, you know, it just comes down to, do you really want it, I mean, with anything, really, but anyway, so, um, I said, so, you're gonna kick, and then what, stay on subs for a few days, and then go back to using for a couple days, and then go back to, to, uh, subs suboxins again uh i'm not trying to discourage you or be hard on you i'm just asking questions for you to ask yourself and then if i really wanted to stay clean i'd go to celebrate recovery on wednesdays because at church but if you don't want to do that i just pretend i was in quarantine and stay inside (laughs) 
But that's not being very realistic. Um, I said, I remember when I lived in Hollywood, I started doing going to AA meetings by my house. I didn't like the way they were okay with any God except Jesus, but I went anyway just to be around sober people who were working a program. Then I googled Celebrate Recovery near me, and I found a CR at a church on Wilshire, so I went to that. I still hadn't completely surrendered yet, but I met some cool people there, and I even asked around and found someone to sponsor me. Um, and I felt bad for her because I'm sure she could tell that I wasn't really surrendered either, but, um, yeah, I could tell, looking back now, I could tell she was kind of like, not obviously annoyed with me, but I know that she knew that I wasn't really serious about sobriety. I mean, you could tell, and I mean... Like, I may have thought that I was fooling her back then, but, uh, yeah, I could tell by the way her attitude was toward me, which I totally get it because now I'm on the other side and my attitude is like how her attitude was with some people when they're, you know, just telling me, you know, oh, whatever, just to pacify me and yeah it's just it's hard you know to not feel played I guess I mean because okay when there's people that I talk to on the street like um you know, people at the clinic or people that are still shooting dope or whatever, they don't, they don't try to act like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to get clean. I mean, maybe some of them do, but most of them are like, like, no, I mean, how do I say it? Like, I'm sure everybody would like to get clean, but they don't want to do the work to do it. They would just like it to be handed to them. Okay, you know, you don't have to use anymore. You don't have a desire to use anymore. And it's just going to go away. Of course, there's a lot of people. But that wouldn't last anyway because then they just go back to using because they wouldn't have had to work for it. It's when you work for it that you're going to be much more careful not to fall back again. And that's... Heather and I were talking about today, we realize that it's a life and death situation and you cannot let your guard down ever, ever. Like, I don't care if you've been clean for 30 years, you can still not let your guard down because that monster is always crouching there waiting for an opera, a better opportunity, uh, the, an opportune time, just waiting. Okay, well, I'll be patient. I'll sit here, you know, and watch you and just wait for a better opportunity to get to you. And yeah, it does not go away. And so, yeah, unless a person is so diehard serious about being sober for the rest of their life, it's, 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 really, really not easy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
you have to be so committed and <sighs> committed and sold out just like I'm going to do this no matter what. And that's the same thing with serving Jesus. But anyway, so um let me see. I said, if I were you, I'd stay on the Suboxone as long as possible instead of using. Um, that's the way I stayed on, met- like, the way I stayed on methadone to stay, to take the edge off. And just, like, yeah, to keep away the desire to want to go fix. Um, because I don't think you stay off, stay on subs long enough before you go back and forth using, and that doesn't work. It works if you stay on subs to get used to not fixing and doing things differently without using. Yeah, because, like, just getting in the habit of, you know, um, well, you know, first I was going to clinic every day and then I was um, getting take-homes and just not using, not fixing, it you get in the habit of not going through the ritual of using, you know, the whole, the whole ritual, you know, and, and that helps. It does help, you know, um, but that's again, if you really want to get clean, cause see, I had a hard time the first time I tried to do methadone years ago because I had a needle exchange, exchange, a needle addiction where I just wanted to fix. I wanted to stick a needle in my arm for, with whatever I was telling Heather today, I shot vodka before just to shoot something in my veins and I've shot crack. I've shot shot speed I've shot I mean anything name it you know pills whatever just to I I was addicted to the needle and so the methadone when I was on methadone just like what 25 I don't know over 20 years ago but um yeah that didn't it, it didn't help me it just kept me from being sick um, for a while, you know, for a little bit, but it didn't stop me from going out and fixing, which is a lot, most people on methadone, you know, not most, I don't know, a lot, (laughs) where you're just like, you know, you don't have to be sick all the time, but you still want to use, so that doesn't work. So, yeah, that didn't work for me back then. But when I really did want to get clean, it did work because I didn't use. I got in the habit of not fixing and just doing methadone and then weaning down to two milligrams and then stopping. And even that wasn't easy. I screwed up a couple times. But, um, yeah, but I was terrified of getting strung out again after going through all that. But... But anyway, so, um, uh, let's see what else I said, um, or maybe you can just maintain <laughs> until you get, get into a program and poor chap. I saw him today. He got off the bus right when I was going to get on the bus and I, um, the bus driver so cool. was so nice. Well, that was yesterday. I saw him again today, but yesterday the bus driver saw me with my Dream Center shirt on, and he like waited for me 
to get on the bus. I was just going to, like, wait for the next bus. But he sat there and waited for me while I talked to to, to Porkchop and uh, this other girl. Um, yeah, it was cool. But anyway, so, oh, my gosh. I asked him if he's seen Bino. And Bino had overdosed the other night. Thank God he's alive. But um, Porkchop said that... He uh, the he called the ambulance and the EMTs like they tried to revive him they couldn't and they were just gonna like just throw in the towel they're like give it you know give it up he's it's we can't do anything and then I don't know if this is exactly how it went but um, pork chop was like no way man and he's like one of my best friends I'm not giving up on him and he kept like trying to revive him and then I guess long story short they were able to revive him and but he wasn't at the clinic today so I don't know where he is but I pray that this I pray this was a wake-up call I really do Bino is an amazing amazing guy and I just I really want to see him free I just well, same with Porcha. Oh, same with all of them. Heather. Oh my gosh, Heather's amazing. I totally see her as being like uh, in leadership. You know, as uh, she's a powerful young lady or older. No, she's about my age, but she's an awesome woman, and um, she has so much wisdom. And she would just be so amazing. These people are so amazing. Like, you know, even if they do drugs or whatever, you can just see that there's so much potential in these people. And, yeah, it just it makes me so sad. Like, I just want to see, I just want to see them free. Anyways, um, uh, let's see. Oh, I said that my friend Amy's coming to pick me up. Um... And today it's my fourth day, no smoking. I'm done. Um, I said, I keep reminding myself that God has shown me so much mercy. I'm forgiven and I don't want to kill myself slowly. Hurting myself hurts Jesus. I realize that if I truly believe what God says in the Bible, and I truly believe that I am who God says I am in the Bible, then my life and actions will reflect that. So if my life is not showing any real fruit, Galatians 5.22, um... I have to stop and wonder if I really do believe God and what he says in his word. If I'm not bearing any real fruit, there must be some sort of disconnect. And I don't really believe because if I truly believe, I should be bearing fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control would be evident in my life. So I've realized recently that not only do I need to read, study, memorize, and meditate on the word, but I really, really need to make a decision, a conscious decision, and choose to believe what the word says. 
and believe it for myself. It's easier it's easier to believe it for other people than it is for me. It really is. Like, you know, everything, you know, um oh, healing. Oh, I can I can believe it totally for somebody else, you know, like that God will heal them or whatever. But do I believe it for me? You know, it's it's crazy. And and then I have to think, do I really believe it for other people too? Because if I did, I'd be praying for everybody, laying hands on people and praying for their healing. And and without any doubt, without any... Because it's not about me. It's not about... Like... It's not about me. I would be not worried about if I pray for somebody and it doesn't happen right away that what are people going to think about me it's not really about me I mean it's never about me but it's not really I'm I'm worried that if I pray for somebody to be healed and it doesn't happen that they're going to think bad about God and or maybe yeah then maybe it's about me too because I'm wondering like well, maybe they're going to think, like, I'm not really as spiritual as I should be, or, or, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, you know, um, but I really wanted to go and pray for Bino today, if I, if I saw him, and, um, because I am believing that God's going to heal his foot, and so he can walk again, and I just want to keep on praying and praying and praying until it happens, and I'm just going to keep on believing it until it happens, and yeah, because I had a guy pray for me a couple, a few weeks ago, he like took my hands, and he said he saw, I think he said he saw fire, but he was like, your hands are going to heal people, and so I receive it. I believe it. I'm choosing to believe it. And I'm just going to go. I want to start going and just praying for people and believing because God said, I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm just going to take that step of faith and pray for people and believe that something's going to happen. I've prayed for people before and they've actually, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know after I parted ways with them, but that have said, like, oh my gosh, I feel told, I feel completely better, or, you know, I prayed for this one lady, and she, she was like, I felt heat on my back, and the pain is gone, you know, and, um, I'm just ye, oh ye of little faith sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's like, so anyways, I don't know, but I need to go get ready, I'm, got to be ready to be picked up. I want to eat before I go. So anyways, I hope everybody is having a great weekend and, or, oh my gosh, it's almost, it's the weekend's over. (laughs) Had a great weekend and God bless you. Thanks for listening.